Welcome to Core de Femme, a podcast for the femme perspective. There's an overwhelming and inundated male perspective that has been dominating global conversations on the human perspective since forever. From business to home life, education to reproduction, it's time to create more space for a femme perspective as we continue to shape the possibilities for a meaningful life. We think about the male perspective as that's who inspired the Bible, pioneered and structured our nation, wrote laws, governed laws, made money and allocated money, head of state and head of house. Even the female reproductive system was identified and named by a man, Gabriele Fallopio, an Italian priest and anatomist. He coined the term fallopian tubes, which are commonly known as uterine tubes and ovarian tubes. But I think that just goes to show, like, as a woman, as a femme, our entire experience is often narrated by the male perspective. And we know that we need more female perspectives. All critical thinking requires every side to give an account because all sides paint a most accurate and complete story. So let's hear from her. Let's give her the mic. Let's give her a platform to tell her experience, her perspective, and in her own words, Welcome to Cor de Femme, where her story is the story. Hey friends, this is Melinda from Cor de Femme. I'm sitting here at the studio at The Hive and I am missing my co-host Tiana. We've both had crazy summers. She's working full time. I've got kids and this gig and we are just being our best selves right now. So we're taking a bit of a break while we prepare to launch our next series, which is so steamy. I cannot wait to share it with you. And until then, I really wanted to share this episode. This was one of our very first episodes where Tiana and I got together. We talked about the hive and we did it here before the build out was complete and it was just incredible. It doesn't sound the greatest and you know, we were just getting started in front of a mic, but I think that's what's so beautiful to me about all of this episode is that we were just starting out and sometimes you just have to start somewhere and not have all the professional tools and equipment and spaces. And then over time you learn what needs to change, you change it when you can, when you have the resources to, and you move at a pace that is right for you. So that's what we've done. That's what we have been doing. And that's what we continue to do here at Court of Femme, where we really just talk about things and then see where it goes. And then next time we decide how we want to do things differently. So that's my encouragement to you is when you listen to this episode, just know that we had really didn't know each other very well. We just started gathering to talk about this podcast and what it could mean for um, local women. And we also were not comfortable talking in front of a microphone, even though it's super fun. And once you do it, you really get addicted, I promise you. So with that, here's our very first episode of me and Tiana together. Um, Throwback, enjoy it, and I'll pick up in a little bit. What we know about communication is that it's for connection to ourselves and to others. Communication is fluid, not static, so it is the experience that determines where it goes, 
how it goes, and what it means. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to see how it goes. I want a welcome to Core de Femme, the podcast for the femme perspective. By now, you know who I am. I'm Melinda Cadwallader. I'm founding The Hive. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we can delete it. <laughs> it was a vision to start a podcast. Ever since we started creating this space in our mind and on paper, but at one point it became more of a reality when a young gal reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to meet. I want to hear about the hive. I want to know what's happening and see how I can be a part. Enter Tiana. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Tiana. <laughs> Um, my name's Tia Anna, and this has just been such a crazy journey. I I realized that I have some really unique powers and really unique uh, abilities to bring out the best in people. And, you know, it's been 26 years of trying to harness those things in a good and positive way and not trying to pull out the good in people that aren't ready to pull out the good in themselves. Mm -hmm. So I had a serious conversation with myself and thought, how, how do I do that? How do I use this power for good? Uh, how do I embody Miss Wonder Woman (laughs) and do those cool things? And initially, um, I started a blog a few years ago and was writing things down about my experiences and and poetry and stuff like that. I painted and maybe that was my outlet and people would feel some sort of something when they looked at my art. Or, you know, I I played musical instruments for 15, 20 years and Mm. maybe maybe that'll help somebody feel some sort of something that makes them better in some way. Um, But as I got older, I realized the thing that I could do the easiest and that was the most powerful to change myself and others was my writings so I started that blog a few years ago and I just had these all these ideas and what it came down to recently is that I wanted to start a podcast actually about the human experience I wanted to interview different people on what their human experience was what made them human what was their life like what fears did they have to face what love did they experience you know so Um, I wanted to start a podcast and then I just kept seeing articles about the hive opening up here in Coeur d'Alene and I have a good friend Hayden who was involved with the hive as well. She uh, sells vintage clothes. Super cool. Yes. She was part of our newsletter. Yeah. So um, she talked about you quite a bit and then um, my girlfriend Emily went to school with your daughter. Yeah. And she's like these these ladies are really cool. You should reach out to them. Wouldn't hurt just to see see what we can do, you know, see if I can start this podcast or, or maybe they can help me grow my blog or whatever it, it is. They, I can hopefully find my niche yes. and figure that out so I can, I can spend, you know, my 14-hour days doing something that makes people better instead of just bartending or having surface-level conversations with people all day. Um, and I'm so glad that you did because you reached out to me and I knew that this was something we were going to do, but I didn't know when and I didn't know how. So you reaching out to me was like this sign of like, well, maybe it's happening now and maybe it just needs to be what it is. <laughs> yeah, it seems like seems like to me that everything that we've kind of gone through in this process has just been 
either a blessing in disguise or just a reassurance that we are so meant to be right where we are right now. Yes. So I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you reached out. That's huge. I mean, to reach out to a stranger and say, hey, can we just meet and talk and see what happens? Mm -hmm. And then from there, we decided that, yeah, let's just do this podcast, which, by the way, I will say, you just asked me. You asked me point blank and said, what do you think about a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. And I love it because I feel like so much of this journey in developing this business and opening it has been connecting with intuitive women Mm -hmm. who ask a question or offer a challenge and that's what helps spur on our next step so I'm so thankful that you did that and I feel like you are who we need to kick this off and launch it and open up this platform for other women to share and for us to share and talk about things that aren't always talked about or that need to be talked about so thank you yeah thanks for having me this is this is a huge honor and and more than anything I know that I realize about myself that my the most growth that happens with me emotionally mentally spiritually is when I learn from others and you know you hear everybody tell you you are the five people you surround yourself with and I think that this opportunity and your dream and your dream of the hive essentially is the kind of people that I want to be surrounded by so I'm just excited to dive in and keep growing and and lighting up a path for other people to do the same yeah yeah I think that's part of the femme experience too because we're life givers like both figuratively and literally like we offer that to one another yeah so let me ask you then what is one of your favorite things to talk about and what is one of your least favorite things to talk about okay um First thing that comes to my mind is my favorite thing to talk about is sex, actually. Hey, I love it. (laughs) I love it. just think it's the most beautiful thing in the whole world. (laughs) And I just hate that it has such a taboo thing, especially growing up. You know, it's either get the talk and it's super awkward or you don't get the talk at all. Or you just are told that stay away from it. Abstinence is key. Right. You know, but I just think it should be so celebrated and honored and it should be just a sacred thing that is exciting for everybody to experience when the time is right. And I want to have those conversations with people and inspire that. So that's, yes. that is my favorite thing to talk about, I think. Like, let's normalize it, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so least favorite. Ugh, my least favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of an open book. I love to talk about mm. Everything, I think my least favorite thing to talk about is, or I guess my fav- least favorite mood in talking is, is when it comes, when it feels like gossip. Ooh, that's good. I don't like that's that good. at all. When the connotation of the whole conversation is negative and there's no light at the end of the tunnel or if there's an idea and then that's the, the logical side of your brain or whoever you're talking to is like, this is why that idea won't work or whatever it may be. Or it's just negatively talking about somebody else who does have a lot of positive aspects you know sure finding that balance and having a very logical kind conversation about whatever whatever it is that you're talking about yes there's a difference between talking about issues and then talking about people who represent those issues I think exactly I think primitively sometimes we talk about people because we don't even know how to talk about what we want to talk about Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) if we can look past that the person and say, well, what about them? What behaviors are we talking about? Like, let's get the face out of the way and let's 
talk about a behavior and then all of a sudden there's a breakthrough of yeah. oh so you mean this not this person so tell me a little bit about the importance of community to you community is huge to me i i didn't grow up with a real good sense of community um pretty scattered um it was just me and my mom growing up till I was eight, and that was that was the community I had, and that was beautiful. I'm not I'm not complaining about that at all. My, me and my mom had so much fun from dancing to the Shania Twain in the living room, and having snacks at ten o'clock at night. You know, we had a lot of fun, but um, it was just you and your mom. Yeah, until okay. I was eight years See, old. See, and that's me and Delia. That's I mean, awesome. She was six when I met my husband. Now, so we I totally gotcha. get that. There's yeah. that is a version of community. That's wonderful. totally. Yeah, so I, I have always had support, but when it comes to groups of people that are all on the same page that all can offer support in different ways, I haven't experienced that a lot in my lifetime. I think once I got a little bit older and started to recognize that that kind of relationship is available and possible, mm -hmm. I started seeking it out, um, not always in the healthiest way, so it has been a process of unlearning and relearning yeah. um, how to attract community like that. Um, so once you do have it, I can vouch that it it really is the most important thing. And, and knowing what kind of community you're surrounding yourself with is really important because the five people that you surround yourself with are the people you are most like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and that's your community essentially. So if, if you're surrounded or spending most of your time with someone that you don't necessarily admire, you're going to start picking up traits that are like them that you may not even notice. So yes. if you don't have the right community around you that you want to be like, there's just not a lot of room for you to grow. Yes. I think that's a crucial pivot of human development. When you reach that age where you may have been raised to believe certain things, see the world through a certain lens, or this is what normalizing dysfunction looks like but at some point we all have to come to that of saying what do I what do I want do I want anything that I was raised with or do I want to try new things or have different beliefs or change my thinking about something like we all get to have that moment of choosing what kind of community we surround ourselves with and what we're being inspired by or infused mm -hmm. by in parenting we call that like absent parenting is when you're just kind of checking the boxes and going through the motions with your kids but you're not doing it in a way that's intentional of yeah. like we believe this therefore we do these things like right simple right <laughs> yeah simple as you would think of course community it's a very complex word community it is but it's the most beautiful so what do you think this podcast could offer the community of Coeur d'Alene I think especially in this blessed year 2020 <laughs> blessed blessed <laughs> the women that we surround ourselves with and the women that i believe that the hive is attracting are voices that so desperately need to be heard in this town i think there are voices that have been shut out been ostracized been suppressed and what a cool space to make those voices that are powerful that have a story that will make so many other people feel less alone and mm -hmm. a safe space for them to express their stories and to change the world and to change the way people think and to in retrospect take the selfishness out of this town i think i there's a lot of diversity here i think generally we're very conservative republican 
man run state and yep. but the town of Coeur d'Alene is really creative and very accepting of all kinds and I think the that this podcast will be able to raise the voices that need to, and deserve to be heard and really inspire that sense of community that we're talking about as well so you've lived here how long i've lived here off and on my whole life okay. i would consider myself a true local here okay so, yeah. so do you feel like there is an old cordelaine and a new cordelaine that's trying to emerge big time big time you know i was just me and my girlfriend were actually just having this conversation a couple weeks ago that this town is not the same town that we grew up in um there's a lot of things in a negative aspect that we feel less safe here there's a lot um a lot of things going on crime wise that weren't necessarily going on when we were younger however um on the other end of that thing that aspect there's a lot more creative people thriving in this town Mm -hmm. than there were when I was younger Mm -hmm. um I just remember for the most part there's always art galleries and and events going on that were run by the elders in this town that have lived here their whole lives that are set in stone in their ways and how they want this town run whereas I'm seeing people more my age or people come from other states add a little sparkle to this town and Mm -hmm. it's happening more and more downtown's expanding in that same kind of vibe with the creative shops everywhere and vintage thrift stores and it's really cool to see so there's a lot of good change and there's some bad change I'm noticing but I definitely see more power and more um, possibilities in the good changes that are happening in this town so I'm here for it. I mean, anyone that's lived here a long time knows that downtown is a creative space. We have art on the green every year, which is, we had to miss that this year. And it's my favorite, I call it my favorite holiday every year because I just love seeing all the art and all the different people come together from all over the area, not just Coeur d'Alene, showing their creative passions. And it's beautiful. I buy myself something small every year. And the, the town is kind of, it just reminds me a lot of art art on the green. So, and I want to see that keep growing. I want to see that keep expanding. I want to see more acceptance and more love and more aspects on what makes these emotions, what creates these. And uh, I just, that's why I support the hype so much and why I so badly wanted to get involved with you because I think that kind of blossoms that whole idea. Yeah. It could be a platform for a lot of unheard voices and untold stories, which... Yeah stories are transformative they're what help us connect to one another connect to the world connect to humanity Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what this is all about tell me about um core de femme core de femme Mm -hmm. when we when i initially asked you about this podcast i was running through all these ideas in my head what would we want to call it what what if we are going to start this podcast would it just be the hives podcast but you mentioned you wanted a, a name just for the podcast because it's going to be kind of a separate thing mm-hmm. in development and with uh, internships and stuff like that. And I wanted, I really wanted it to have core in it because it translates to the heart in French. And that's where Coeur d'Alene comes from. Coeur d'Alene mm-hmm. translates to the heart of the all, like an axe, not all of everything. But, yeah. you know, it's like that's... That's cool, but we can come up with something better. And what what did we brainstorm other than Court of Femme? It kind of just popped into our faces and we're like, that's it, huh? Yeah, you shared it with me. And it's so crazy because I think I had like half a sheet of paper with like these ideas of names. But then when you just said it, it came out of your mouth so fluid, and so <laughs> graceful. You were like, 
what about core de femme? Yeah. And I just stopped and something in me was like, that's it. That's so it. It's unique. It's fresh. It's modern. It makes me feel like I want to listen to it. Yeah. And it translates directly to women's heart. Yes. And I love that yes. so much because that's the whole, essentially we could narrow it down our whole purpose to that is that we're sharing an experience from the woman's heart. Yes. It's perfect. And if you want to have a more whole and complete interpretation of a human experience, you have to include the heart of a femme. You just do. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's femme and it's not female and or woman or women. Mm -hmm. I love that it's femme because it can encompass so many people, diverse, inclusive people. Like it, totally. it just represents the masculine and the feminine that we all have we mm -hmm. all have that there's no it's not just about man and woman it's about the masculine masculine and feminine energy that's in each and every person it's just a matter of where is that balanced within you and what leads you absolutely and i i mean that's something i've studied for quite a long time a couple of years ago i got really deep into um personality archetypes mm, yeah. and it your two basic ones are divine feminine and divine masculine archetypes and like you said everybody does carry those in them and I have met so many incredible men actually that are so in tune with their divine feminine and those are the kindest men that I have ever met mm. that are just so they love the women in their lives they're in tune with their emotions they celebrate their menstrual cycles they're excited to talk about sex and women's needs yes. and but they're also very aware of their masculine behaviors and how they can use them as strengths instead of things like pride and stubbornness that you know all people carry but it's definitely a common male trait yes. but they balance those traits out with the divine feminine to just I don't know I think it's super cool and and the fact that we can all do that if we start paying attention and we're more yes. intuitive with our emotions and and pointing out you know this is how I behaved this way was this more of a masculine thing or more of a mm. feminine thing and just finding that balance. I absolutely agree with that because I'm married to a very masculine man mm -hmm. who holds a lot of strong feminine qualities. Like even, for instance, he's a chiropractor. He knows anatomy and physiology. And I think I was 30 years old when he finally had to tell me, please stop talking about your period with such disdain. It's the most beautiful experience and your body's creating new things. Like, don't you understand? And honestly, I don't think I really understood the processes of my period. So he sat me down and explained the wonders of the female body to me. And it was Hallelujah. Just like, <laughs> so now he's like, with our daughters, we celebrate the period. We talk about it with honor and respect. And he has taught me that. Like, that's his femininity is, mm -hmm. like, all about respect and honor. And it's it's changed our dynamic in our family with our daughters and with our son. Because now it's all normalized. And that's awesome. I appreciate that so much. And we're talking about a guy who has long hair, extremely muscular, has a beard. He played baseball. He's a total jock. He's an outdoorsman, and here he is schooling me on my own <laughs> reproductive cycle. I love it. I love it so much. I love it, too. And honestly, before I met you guys, I I wouldn't say I did, wouldn't expect that from him, but 
for those of you who are listening that have never met her husband, Michael, he <laughs> is he is a man's man. He's got yeah. the beard, like she was saying. Just he just looks like a rugged wilderness man, like mm-hmm. that can take mm-hmm. care of anything. And to know that he's being so tender to you and his daughters, and and normalizing that kind of behavior with his sons is just really beautiful. Yes. So. And then on the other hand, he's also um, a cancer sign, so he is very. A lot of times, I'm more masculine in some ways, mm-hmm. and he's more feminine in our feelings and emotions but then in other ways I'm all feminine and he's all masculine so it's amazing to see the balance and to know that it has nothing to do with everything we've been told it's to do with right it's just a flow and a balance yeah genitals don't tell us who we are (laughs) oh oh my gosh I love it okay so what would you say is a goal for this podcast or what should people look forward to for listening in? I think a goal, like I've said before, is to really elevate the voices that need to be heard in these times. Um, I've honestly struggled with elevating my own voice mm-hmm. at this time because currently what's going on right now that everyone knows is Black Lives Matter. And mm-hmm. as much as one of the things going on or or transgender lives that are being killed on the streets right now because they're just being themselves. And I, I'm i not going through any hard struggles like that. I am in a relationship with a woman, and it's going really well, and things are good and healthy, and I'm supported. Um, but the biggest thing I want everyone to look forward here is that we're going to be elevating voices that are suppressed, mm-hmm. and we're elevating the voices that don't deserve to be suppressed at all because their story has no effect on anybody else's life and they deserve to live fully and freely and and loudly yes because it's not affecting anyone in a negative way they're just loving and they're doing them and taking care of themselves the best way that they can and if it's not hurting you or affecting your life in any way you your voice doesn't deserve to be elevated i think so that's that's what we have to look forward to is some powerful incredible women and potentially men that are here to change the world and in a positive way yeah and i think just having that be the official invitation for everyone listening with with the content of this podcast if you have a story that you feel needs to be shared if you have an experience that was never (laughs) welcomed to be heard if you have um, a life journey that you think could actually inspire somebody else, this is your invitation. We want to hear from you. We mm-hmm. want to hear about it. We want to hear you speak about it because what I know just from being a teacher in um, career colleges is that if you give people an opportunity to share what they know, not only does it impact the person listening, it also produces something in the person who's speaking. Something happens in your physiology. There's a transformation that happens when you share your experience, when you have to identify the words to represent how you feel. You have to pick them. You have to be able to have the freedom to say, okay, I said scared, but I didn't mean scared. What I did mean was terrified. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to find the right words. And that's such a process that we have to give each other permission to go through the process and do the work, right? Like, this is the work. Yeah. So, 
I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to talk about everything with you, Tiana. You're a wonderful host. I think you're just a host of the human experience that I hope to I be. think is I wonderful. Sure do. And you're warm and inviting and inclusive. And I and I just look forward to anyone sitting here with you that's going to be sharing something that they are just in a safe place with a safe person who respects and honors their words. So thank you. Thank you for saying all those things. And I think I'm feeling that little thing that you were just talking about. Mm. So I am so excited to hear from everybody that's listening, everyone that's going to be here on the future. I know we're going to do some really big, crazy things and it's going to be a little nerve wracking, but it's, it's what we all need. It's necessary. It is. It's necessary change. Yeah. It's transformation. It is in motion. (laughs) So stay tuned um, for our next podcast where we talk about the hive and talk about what we're going to be doing there and talk about other things that we (laughs) probably aren't used to talking about. (laughs) But we're going to do it. We're just going to do it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that really sweet and precious time that Tiana and I shared together, one of the very first moments we hung out to talk about Cordifem and this area. So I hope you liked it. We'll be back soon with our next series, which I'm not going to tell you. I really want to tell you because I am definitely a chronic oversharer, but this time I love it so much. It's kind of a treasure and so I really want to just hold on to it until the right time and then we'll just splash it on y'all but I'm so excited to get back in the studio with Tiana um I love you girl if you're hearing this which I hope you are and we're gonna be back in the studio together soon so anyways have a great rest of the summer we'll see you again in August probably yeah all right Thanks for listening to Court FM. If you like our show, definitely share it. Let us know. Do you want to be a guest on our show? Do you have an idea for a series that you would want to be a part of? Please, we are all ears. We are so open. Tiana and I are both really unarmed, dude. We are just women who want to connect with other women and talk about issues and things that we weren't really supposed to talk about at some point in our life, but we're doing it anyway because communication is fluid. It's not fixed. We don't always know where it goes, but dialogue is where magic happens and dialogue is where intuitive messages and connection and humanity can really surface. So that's what we do here at Court of Femme. And we'll see you again soon. No, won't see you. It's a podcast. Darn it. Someday I'm going to remember. You'll hear us. You'll hear hear from us soon. (laughs) Bye.